This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The State of Recruiting is brought to you by 24-7 Sports and the Horns 24-7 Network of Podcasts. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on the podcast platform of your choice. We also invite you to listen to the other great shows on the Horns 24-7 Network, including The Flagship with Taylor Estes and Chip Brown, and The Longhorn Blitz with Jeff Howe and Rod Babers. Thanks for listening. Now on to the show. Welcome into a special edition of State of Recruiting, an emergency podcast edition. We don't do many emergency podcasts, but when there's, you know, big names or big news, we'll, we will jump in and do that. Uh, I am Mike Roach. I'm joined by a very, uh, looks like a sunburned Hudson Standish. I'm also a sunburned Mike Roach. Uh, I'm hurting after two weekends of seven on seven and uh, lots of sun. I didn't even know if I'd need my ring light, you know, to kind of light up my face today uh, with all the burn we got. But we're not here to talk about our sunburns. We are here to talk about the weekend that was at Texas um, and the visit for Arch Manning um, and, and several other big name uh, big name players. Uh, but let's start with, with what everybody wants to hear. And that's with Manning. So on Friday night, I reported in Mike at night that, you know, we had heard that, um, I, I guess I would call it like a tonal shift, right? Like sources who had been cautiously optimistic were being a little more vocal about confidence, uh, about where Texas stands in that recruitment. Um, Everything we've heard coming out of the weekend has been really strong. By the time you're hearing this, the stampede will be out, um, and, and we'll have full details on the visit. But I think for Texas, um, you know, people always ask, what does Texas need to do to kind of seal the deal or win this thing? And I, I've always said I just I don't think there's any one thing. I think they need to keep working the relationship. I think that they've done a fantastic job from there. I think they keep needing to show him, you know, just fit and all those sorts of things. And I think that they need to let Austin kind of take over and because Arch does really love Austin and all the things there are to do there. Let Austin stand on its own. Um, and it sounds like they kind of accomplished all of those things this weekend. Uh, Hudson, th- thoughts on, you know, just the things we've heard and, and where kind of things are right now. Yeah, I think that's a good point, Mike. And I think, you know, using what the city of Austin has to offer as a leverage worked well, like getting out to Dell match play was something that I think was a really unique thing that not a lot of other schools have to offer. And, you know, a lot of people would have seen the photo of him, Sam Ellinger, Josh Thompson, I believe uh, Michael Taffy was also um, in that photo, but stuff like that did a really good job. And like you reported um, on Mike at night also, you know, just having kind of a more laid back visit experience with John Tay Cook, Will Randall, I think that pushed some buttons that needed to be pushed in the right way too. 
Those are like the the I thought for both Cook and Manning, probably guys who have been, you know, when they're on campus and we talk about rolling the red carpet out. I mean, it's everybody's on their best behavior and they're trying to show them something. Hey, look here, look here. We yeah. got this. We got that. To be able to just have a night where you could just sit back, watch basketball, spend time with the coaches, just hang out and be kids. I, you know, I know I talked to Jonte and, and he told me. Um, it's a refresher, you know, it's refreshing for these kids who are used to going through the high pressure visit process right now. I think there's, um, you know, for kids who do make a lot of visits, there's uh, a lot of fatigue starting to set in if you're, if you're somewhere every weekend. Um, and uh, that's a nice way to kind of go about it and be a little refresher. Uh, we talked about the Dell match play event. Uh, he was there with Sam Ellinger, Josh Thompson, a few other guys. Um, he got to hang out with some guys that he's close with, uh, a lot of, close with a lot of guys in the Westlake area. Um, you know, if you're familiar with where Isidore Newman sits in New Orleans, it's very similar, I guess, demographically to the Westlake area. So uh, not only that, there are a couple of former Isidore Newman um students who go to Texas that I think he always connects with when he's in town. So, uh, you know, it, it, it really is, it, I think they've kind of made him be able to feel at home. And that's kind of one of the more important things, you know, I think when you look at this recruitment, um, there are a lot of people who will guesstimate what Arch wants, but very, very yeah. few people who actually have talked to Arch. Um, I mean, it's, it's a handful of people, uh, in the media. So, um, just from what I know from the two times I've been out there to see him and talk to him, you know, I think finding that comfort and finding the offensive fit, of course, finding NFL development um, are the things that are important to him. But I, I do think he is going to probably place more of an emphasis on a place where he feels at home rather than going to a place that uh, probably would be really good for his career, but he may not really like a lot of the things about it. Yeah. And I think too, with Texas, it's, they think that this is going to be great for his career because of Sark and then everything else that Austin and the University of Texas have to offer um, kind of work as a bonus. I think somebody on our board actually this weekend put it uh, great by saying that the staff kind of comes across as genuine but aggressive. I mean, Mike, we've talked about this before, but the, this staff in particular has always given off a very genuine vibe to kids. The problem was last summer at times they maybe weren't closing as well and weren't being as aggressive as they could be. Now it seems like they've kind of married both. And like you said, I think it's really, really helped them, especially on this visit weekend with one of the more loaded groups that we've seen in recent weeks. Arch will obviously dominate the headlines, but you know, we've heard so many positives about a number of kids from across the visit. I mean, one of the things that we talked about heading into the weekend was they needed to use kind of the arch hype as a way to, you know, gain ground across the board or extend leads across the board. And from early returns, it kind of seems like that's what they did. Yeah. And I think things went well with, with a lot of guys on campus. We're going to have, again, full details in the stampede. It's a, it's a good one. Um, the the things kind of stood out to me was it was outside of arch kind of a really heavy o-line focused weekend um and it's good to see kyle flood after signing the class that he did in 2022 not really resting on his laurels being aggressive and going out and filling and i think that 
what's been most impressive about flood with with o-line recruitment and we saw this a lot in 22 actually was it's not just the individual relationships he has with those players i think that o-lines are a unit those are guys that play together they have to gel together as a unit and he almost recruits them as a unit um you know if you saw the visit pictures from this weekend there was one with flood and all the o-line recruits you know lined up together i think that's kind of a a bit of a difference maker uh, a little bit and a different way to look about it and look at it in a different way to go about it than we've seen uh, most people do so um i think when you look at Jaden chapman connor stroh ian reed Harris Sewell, who I, I heard really positive returns off of this weekend, Andre Kojo. Centering this around the offensive line, and again, not a bad strategy to really feature your offensive line targets when you've got your quarterback on campus. Yeah, and another thing, too, is they brought in Kelvin Banks as well. So a guy who is, you know, one of the highest-rated tackles in the previous class getting to tell a lot of the 23 targets, like, hey, I went through the process. I know what it's like. You know, this is why I picked Texas. And in addition to that pitch, you know, I talked to Jaden Chapman actually today. And one of the big things that he told me was, you know, it's one, it's great to get, go on the visit experience experiences and get the best look at the, you know, the kind of the uh, Hollywood version of, okay, this is what Alabama's like. Okay. This is what Oklahoma's like. It's a different feeling and it's a good feeling for a lot of these recruits just to see, okay, I'm taking in practice. I'm talking to players after practice. This is just what a normal day as a University of Texas offensive lineman is like. And I think that ability to watch practice and see how Coach Flood uh, actually does, you know, teach and coach offensive line really made an impact on that entire group. I think, yeah, I talked to an O-line parent who told me that, um, like, the coolest thing was being able to see practice because they got a feel for um how the coaches talk to the players versus how they talk to recruits and in some cases it could be very different you know when you're being recruited it's all we love you you're great whatever and then when you're making a mistake in practice you could just be getting them effed up and down the field um they you know they were like we, we love that their personalities don't really change they're the same with their players in practice from what we observed uh, as they are when they're recruiting us so i think that that was a positive note Another positive note, I think, was, um, you know, they've got a need at linebacker. Uh, from what we've heard, the visit went really well with Samaje Burrell from North Crowley. Uh, Burrell told me that he's going to be setting up uh, his official visit for Austin. They will for sure get an official visit from him. He's got an Ohio State trip next week. Uh, but I think Texas did a really good job kind of establishing some position. They were there early on, um, but, you know, he's just visited other places this spring and hadn't been back to Austin. Oklahoma was kind of peaking a little bit for him. I think Texas Tech was up there. But I think Texas kind of planted a flag that they're going to be in this one for a while. Yeah, absolutely, Mike. Completely agree. Uh, real quick question for you. Are there any other recruits headed out of the visit weekend that you kind of made a mental note of? Like, okay, this is one that Texas, you know, might be in that I kind of not was discounting, but didn't have them in that top group maybe. Harris Sewell probably after the feedback I heard today, which is important because he hasn't been really in my math uh, for the class. But I think that, um, you know, Harris is a quiet kid. It's just hard to get a read on him more than anything. He doesn't talk to many people. Um, I guess I'm going to have to drive to Odessa at some point. Uh, but he, um, you know, I, from what I've heard went really, really well. I would say that 
and I, again, I think he's a recruit that if they get Arch, you know, Harris Sewell, who has been able to form a bomb with him, is very much on the board uh, and, and an option on the table. So um, he would probably be my guy coming out of the weekend. And then um, I, I would say, and you can expand on this a little more from the guys we talked to at Texas Relays on Friday, uh, Bravion Rogers, who, you know, we had heard some confusing things about earlier in the spring, but it uh, seems like Texas is in better position than I thought. Yeah, and Bravion's one that he was one of the first recruits that I got really close with. I've only been in the industry for a little a little bit over, um, I believe, seven months. And he's one of the ones that when he only had offers from, I believe, TCU and Baylor and maybe one other, um, we struck up a relationship. So I, the first time I ever met him, he had a tech, he had was rocking all Texas gear. So I knew that once Texas offered, they'd be in the mix for a while. But across the industry, there seemed to be some mixed si signals on how much you like Texas versus other schools. After talking with him at Texas Relays, I do feel like Texas is in that kind of top grouping. I mean, he told me straight up that they'd probably be there until the end. Um, and while at times TCU was thought to be a favorite, I actually think that right now, if you were, you know, maybe setting a favorite, Texas would be in that top group, but Alabama really blew away Bravion on his um, visit recently. He told me that Nick Saban straight up was like, hey, I believe that you're one of our bigger priorities. And that's a, you know, Alabama, <laughs> you don't hear that from a lot of defensive backs that are talking with Alabama, especially when the state of Alabama is so loaded uh, at DB in, in the 23 cycle. So Nick Saban made a strong impression on Bravion Rogers, but hey, Texas is right in the thick of it with the um, LaGrange product. You never want to count out Alabama and recruitment or People somebody, are like, that. somebody like the Ohio State University. <laughs> but, you know, those schools, when they get involved, it's, it's always tough, but we'll see kind of how it feels out. I think uh, we would be remiss if we didn't mention – uh, a couple no-shows, including Ruben Owens, who uh, they had some family mm -hmm. engagements and weren't able to make it. Uh, Texas Relays did kind of interfere. As much as it sounds yeah. like it's a great, you know, opportunity, the NCAA rules say that you cannot visit the football complex on the same day you are competing in a in an event like that. So a lot of those guys couldn't stay over, you know, the South, the South of Cliff kids. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Freddie Dubose was another one that, yeah. that couldn't really stay over Roger Pleasant. And it, it's simply because, you know, a lot of those guys are with their entire track teams and exactly. you can't just say, Hey, we're going to hold everybody over a day. So this kid can go visit the football complex. So um, there, there probably were some missed opportunities there. A couple of those guys, including Owens, uh, have said they're going to reschedule something. Texas will again have a big weekend next weekend, spring games coming up. So there's going to be some opportunities, but, you know, wish you could have got those guys on campus now. Yeah, absolutely. There were there were a couple other missed guys. Like um, we, were, we were hoping that DJ Hicks would make it in, but, you know, as we both mentioned, I believe on the board, we were kind of aware that there was a chance that he would happen. And I don't, it, it was nothing to do with Texas. So we're not too concerned about that. Um, another one by Job, we were thinking could make it in and he didn't. He was another one that I was hoping would make the trip, but he ended up visiting Baylor instead. So, you know, there were still some. It, there was it's some give and take, but the overall vibe out of the weekend is that there is a ton of positive buzz. And 
you know, um, in addition to going to Austin and covering Texas relays in the visit weekend, Mike, we were also at Dallas um, seven on seven tournament at battle. And, you know, we were hearing from a lot of recruits, positive things, even those who weren't at the, um, weren't at the visit weekend in Austin, recruits talked to each other and some positive news was starting to trickle its way um, to a lot of players at battle Dallas. Yeah. I mean, we talked to a lot of guys who I think are, are, were high on Texas and um, you know, the, the funniest thing about Arch is there everybody. And again, it's, it's just always the nature of the beast of like, when you've got a recruitment that's as private or a guy that's as private as Arch is, everybody thinks they've got a line to what he's yeah. doing. And it's usually just not the case because those people usually just don't talk to a lot of people. That being said, we would be remiss if we didn't mention that if you talk to recruits and you talk to coaches and everybody just thinks Arch is going to Texas, that's kind of the prevailing thought. Yeah. Uh, when you talk to high school coaches, recruits, people who are around and hear things here and there, um, you know, so we'll see how it kind of ultimately plays out. Um, I mentioned before the weekend that what would make it successful is this weekend being the foundation for a couple of commitments. I do believe we will see one or two commitments coming out of this weekend. Now, it, it's probably not going to be this week. It's probably not going to be, you know, Monday or Tuesday morning. Um, but there are guys who are probably going to commit in the next month or two. And when they do, they'll say, you know, it was really that visit on March 26th that solidified it. I know of two guys in particular I'm keeping an eye on yeah. uh, coming out of the weekend. So, um, and I think we, we may have, you know, we'll, we'll continue to kind of scan and see more. So all in all, Hudson, I think we talked a lot last week about what would make it a successful weekend. I think everything, I think we checked a lot of boxes here. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, we want all of the data to come in. We'll still hear things throughout the week of more details about the visit weekend and a little bit more intel. But everything right now, if you're grading pass fail, it's a pass. If you're grading, you know, on the letter grade system, I'd say it's probably like a B plus or an A minus. And a lot of the negatives about the weekend were completely out of the Texas staff's control with the Texas relays just kind of hampering how many kids could visit. And, you know, that's there's a double-edged sword there, and the glass half-full perspective would be, okay, because not as many kids from Texas relays were able to visit, well, they were able to spend more time with, you know, a ton of other kids. They were able to kind of dig deeper in those relationships and you know, I I think that it was a successful weekend. And the positive is we're going into an April 2nd weekend where there are just as many loaded, you know, there are just as many elite guys headed to campus. Yeah, you don't have the headliner like Arch, but there are some big time players, including a guy like JV and Taviano. And we'll talk and, a lot you know, about that going into the next weekend. Yeah. Um, real quick, what's next for Arch? Uh, we expect him, we, again, talk a lot about this in the stampede, kind of what we think of the timeline, other schools. I expect him to, he's already set up a visit to Alabama, uh, for next week, expect him to kind of start sorting out his officials. Um, and I've heard, I've heard a decision from people who know a decision could come as early as May, June, but would probably be midsummer to late summer. So we'll kind of see how that pans out. All right, that's going to do it for our emergency edition. Hudson, anything you want to add before we get off here today? Nope, nothing from me. All right. Well, we appreciate everybody for listening. We hope you enjoyed this. Hope you enjoy all of our content over at Horns 24-7. Thank you to Taylor Estes for producing the show, and we will see you guys next week. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.